Come on now, fellas. We've got to answer the bell. Now let's go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Motivation. All the hating that they doing on motivation. And we're going to and win this thing again, all right? How's life for you, Jason? Like The Rich Eisen Show. Life is uh, pretty good. How many plates were you spinning at once trying to re-sign everybody? Kind of felt like uh, a Seinfeld episode. As soon as we got one done, we'd ring the bell. Today's <laughs> guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. NBA broadcaster, Mike Breen. Plus, host of the Right Time podcast, Fomani Jones. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody, welcome to hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. And we appreciate everybody who is watching us on Peacock today. If you notice that our uh, lighting situation's a little bit off, we appreciate your patience. Um, personally, um, I, you know, uh, we were wondering if we've been sabotaged um, <laughs> and um, if somebody rubbed uh, some sort of cream on the, uh, the data grid for our lights. Um, we're looking into it is all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, we wish, uh, you know, it could have been kept secret, but sometimes these things are out in the open and we'll have to deal with the due process and, um, and we're trying to deal with it and, um, you know, there's that. So come at me. It's basically what I'm saying. Um, but thanks for watching. Uh, appreciate your being here. Uh, Brockman's in the dark. Um, literally, <laughs> usually that's just a figurative thing to say. So good to see you Thank over you. there, Chris Brockman. Hey, TJ Jefferson, the most well-lit guy on the set. Why not? Good to see you over there. On Star our, shine bright. Very good. Um, <laughs> and uh, oddly enough, this happens with Del Tufo out of the mix. And uh, Jason Feller is sitting in his seat over there uh, out of the mix. Um, and uh, in uh, in SoFi Stadium, where I'll be tomorrow, uh, hopefully sounding uh, great because Del Tufo is setting everything up uh, for the NFL Network schedule release show, which he was proud to tell me about 15 times yesterday that he was involved in. See, at SoFi, Rich. It was great. I'll see him there. Um, at any rate, um, very excited for tonight. Uh, I, I know I'm very, uh, I'm somewhat, if you will, infamous uh, or or known. Let's put it this way. Uh, I'm being, I, I'm known for um, uh, despising James Dolan with a, f- a fury uh, of a thousand sons. Yes, you are. And uh, it's well, it's well documented. Um, it, it, when Charles Oakley got dragged out of Madison Square Garden, and Dolan didn't lift a finger as his security henchmen were pulling Charles Oakley out of the garden. And Phil Jackson got out of his seat, at least, to go see what was going on with Charles before he was uh, left overnight to um, rot. That was the end of it. I'm like, you know what? I love sports, and I love this team, and Bernard King is my guy, and Patrick Ewing was my guy, and I grew up with the red, end of the Red Holtzman era with Rory Sparrow, Michael Ray Richardson, going to Madison Square Garden, growing up there, going with my my buddies. My parents took me to a Christmas Day game, my brother and I. I mean, my parents very rarely. My dad wasn't much of a sports guy at all. Took me to go to a, a Christmas Day game. Remember Trent Tucker oh, on yeah. Martin Luther King Day where they, they read any time that – they, they came up with a rule that you need to have a certain amount of time on the clock to get a, a, a shot off. That was born out of uh, one of my favorite Knicks moments of all time. So uh, I, I say all that to say this, that it gives me no pleasure to see them sucking. And I have, from a distance this year, um, gotten more and more emotionally involved in the team. I have been. I mean, you, how do you not look at somebody like Julius Randle and what he has become 
a bona fide MVP candidate, which obviously I don't think you can give to somebody who's eight games over 500. Although we're thinking of giving it to Steph, and he's now three games over 500 with another dynamite performance, <laughs> beating Utah last night. Look yeah. out, here come the Warriors and Steph Curry. Taking out LeBron. Okay, I know that's what you think is going to happen. <laughs> he wants that so bad. I so know. Bad, so bad. So, you know, well, actually, they can't take out LeBron. That's they would. They, they can, can only send LeBron to have to win against the Grizzlies or the Spurs. Right. And the Spurs came up with a nice win last night themselves, as it looks like the Pelicans aren't making this play-in tournament. But, you know, seeing Julius Randle become what he has become in – New York has been quite something, certainly since he wears the number of my favorite Nick of all time and Bernard King. And that number matches the number of losses that they have, which is remarkable because it used to be the number 30, uh, uh, a number of wins we'd be shooting for for the Knicks. <laughs> and the Knicks are the fourth seed in the East. And the Hawks, who had a dynamite game against the Wizards, and congratulations to Russell Westbrook, the all-time triple-double king. And he's gotten that mark in the last couple of weeks with some triple-doubles that have, you know, one of them was all 20s-plus points, rebounds, and assists. And last night he was 20-plus on on assists and points and 13 rebounds. I mean, he is unbelievable. The Knicks have earned their spot. And tonight, they come into Los Angeles against the Lakers with the same record as the defending world champs, 38 and 30. And they come in with a coach of the year candidate, Tom Thibodeau. I think oh, you can. Oh, he's can, winning that. Man. I don't know about that. You have to. You have to. You have to look at Monty Williams and the Suns, brother. Yeah, for sure. You know why not Quinn Snyder in the Utah Jazz? Not the Knicks, though. I know man. there's the Knicks. Like the Suns, and, and they weren't laughing stock. I don't think the Knicks have still earned the right of, well, we're the Knicks. No, but I'm saying. From, right now, from, the Knicks, what the Knicks have done right now. They won 17 games a couple years ago. That What the Knicks have done right now have earned themselves with the higher register of LeBron's tweet that he sent out a couple weeks ago. Hey, the league's better when the Knicks are good. <laughs> That's what they've earned. The league is better when the New York Knicks are good. Yeah, I just I don't so. go higher register. I don't do that. But Julius Randle coming back tonight in this spot, in this place, the franchise that traded him away, and what he has become for the Knicks, and what the Knicks have done with their drafts. R.J. Barrett has become Man. fun watch. Emmanuel quickly is just one of my favorite players. And then you had Derrick Rose coming back. Obviously, his first stint there wasn't very successful. Coming back, and he's finding a renaissance here. You know, I, I know Anthony Davis has been playing his leg off, and LeBron will be at whatever percentage of LeBron if he does play tonight. I'll say this. Even though I said I wasn't worried about the Lakers getting out of that playing game. Knicks come in tonight, the better team. And I know I went higher register, but they come in tonight, the better team. They played more consistent basketball lately. And I don't want to hear about injuries. Everybody's got injuries. They come in tonight, the, the better team, with a better shot to go further in the playoffs than the other 38-30 and 30 team.
I understand 38 and 30 is good enough for a playing game in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. You're right there in the middle of the pack. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I, 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 it's a big game for the Lakers tonight because they've got Houston, Indianapolis, and New Orleans. Those are all winnable games for somebody that normally would beat teams that they should beat. And Portland had their winnable game last night, and they blew the door. They, 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 they didn't blow it, by the way, against Houston. At Utah, at Phoenix, home for Denver. That's a tough stretch. Lakers need this one tonight. Mm-hmm. They need this one tonight. Otherwise, they'll fall two back in the loss column and two games behind the Blazers with those three to play. That would be awful. And they don't want to dip to nine. They don't. <laughs> no, they don't. You know what I mean? So this is a big game tonight uh-huh. in Los Angeles. And I, it used to be so special for me as a Knicks fan when the Knicks were in Los Angeles to take on the Lakers. Lakers. So special. New York at L.A. Randall's going to what? At least 40 tonight, right? He's trying to get 50, <laughs> Well, maybe. you know he's trying to. He's going to try and really stick it to him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I know it's crazy that I, I need to remind a certain age group about Knicks and Lakers, about the 60s and the 70s and what that meant. Mm-hmm. Jerry West was a logo, right? And, and the Knicks were winning championships or attempting to. And, but the Lakers renaissance as a certain age group, I guess we'll find out in a soon to come Showtime show where I do believe Pat Riley, is he being played by Adrian Brody? Adrian Brody. Oh my gosh. Black hand. So you'll find out again that Pat Riley was front and center of the rebirth of the Lakers organization that had went ahead and then turned in one generational player on the team after another after another all the way through to, you know, other than that small part between Kobe and LeBron had one every single generation, it seemed, right? I like it. But Riley then left to go try and do it for the Knicks. But, of course, you know, that was before Dolan came in and Riley, I think, read the writing on that wall. Dolan. <laughs> Faxed in his resignation to be known as Pat the Rat in New York. <laughs> is that what they called him? Oh, yes. <laughs> Pat the Pat Rat. the Rat? Is what he was called. But, I, uh, you know, I can't imagine that he uh, he didn't read the writing on the Dolan wall and say, um, uh I'm out of here. I'd he's, like to meet. Uh, I'd like to go chit chat with Mickey Arison yeah. and go down to Miami <laughs> and set up shop where he's yeah. now, as we all know. I'm gonna go on a carnival behind cruise, that so. curtain as well. <laughs> now here comes Julius Randall. It's just so bizarre to me. Two here's two things. One, two things. First of all, with this photograph right here, it's just crazy to see a number thirty on somebody else, and the guy's actually really good. That's number one. Bernard King was my favorite player. He was so damn good. And two, can I just say this? And I know this. I'm going off topic right here. I I forget somebody tweeted this out too recently. Pardon me for not remembering these things off the top of my head. Who in the world, in the National Basketball Association front office? And I know I, I sound like I'm calling somebody out, like LeBron called out the guy who came out with the uh, <laughs> the playing game the tournament game idea. idea. Who in the NBA said yes? to teams in the NBA wearing home whites on the oh, road. Oh, yeah. That's, Who the that's hell a, That's a Nike that? situation. That's Nike. You know what? 
I am not a get off the lawn type guy. <laughs> no, but I am totally with you. I on know, this. I know, I'm wearing a cardigan. Okay, I know I should be like Mister Rogers, sitting down and, you know, putting on my sneakers and my cardigan, <laughs> taking off the shoes and whatever. But who in the world said okay to white jerseys on the road? That's the Knicks home white I that was it. being worn by them in in uh, Staples the other night mm-hmm. when they beat the Clippers. Come on now. Come on. What's going on? I know we're trying to sell merchandise. I get it. But you know what? I'm also a guy with the purchasing power. I am not buying a jersey for my kid when you're doing that. I just yeah. won't. <laughs> That's my boycott. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. If they, I, I if will they tell my do... child. I will tell my child. You know what? Let's figure out another gift for you because we're not going to go. <laughs> I got Tebow Jets jersey. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just like you know. What do you you think I'm gonna? My son wants to see. You know, well, he's a Celtic fan anyway. But I'm totally but, with you. If you, if you want to go all Oregon on the on the, the uniforms hell? and have all these different like iterations and right. variations, but totally Knicks... fine. But wear dark. On the road and wear the light at home. It's, What's it's, it's, it's up easy. with that? It's easy. I don't, it's just so bizarre to see my Knicks like home it. white that I grew up with in somebody else's arena. I think they're doing that in hockey too, right? Are they? I don't know. They're doing it yeah, all. They are. I mean, what are they doing? Come on, yeah. come on. That's a Nick. Like think of Derrick Rose going to the hoop with the old school Nick white. It's that's on and with the black. Uh, paint area because that's what they're doing for for the Clippers. Yeah, I think that's less on the Why? Knicks and more on the Clippers, Rich, because the Clippers like the downtown jerseys and they're dark. So that's why I don't think but it's that, necessary. Let's also, have a rule saying you can't do right. it. That's also a Nike thing by creating those types of jerseys to wear at home that are dark instead of light. I don't really have a problem with that, but I tell you what, I do have a problem with, and Chris and I have talked about this. I'm pretty much. I'm not like, you know that upset about stuff like that. But one thing I do miss is wearing the color sneaker of your jersey so it matches. Like guys who are wearing like neon green sneakers and you have a blue jersey. I don't know why, but that bugs the crap yeah, out of DiVincenzo me. Yeah, DiVincenzo does it from Milwaukee. I don't know why it annoys me. Like he the jersey wears, he colors wears don't. The bright red shoes no matter what, even though the What's obviously up? red's not a color from Milwaukee. Okay. Do you have a problem with that? I don't have a problem with that. I but see, I'm also a guy that's not trying to match the belt with my shoes in real life. Yeah, see, I'm like that bothers my wife. I used to be that person who like my my shirt had to match my sneakers, but yeah. and I think it just carried over to NBA. I don't know why you're wearing neon green and those aren't your team. Colors. I don't know why it bothers me. I I I bet you it bothers other people though. I can't be alone on that. Um. Okay, so we've got three guests over the next hour and a half on this program. If you want to make a phone call to the show, we definitely will have time for you. But uh, Mike Breen will join us. He is the longtime voice of the Knicks. And obviously of ESPN on ABC, he's going into the Hall of Fame as a broadcaster on Friday. So perfect guest to have Mike Breen uh, on tonight's uh, today's show. He's top of hour number three. Bamani Jones will join us to talk about everything going on in the NBA, along with the Tebow uh, signing or tryout, and then uh, what's going on with Aaron Rodgers as well. But when we come back, what is going on with Aaron Rodgers? Is there a long-term contract on the table? Is that being rejected by him? What is happening with him and everything else going on in the National Football League the day before we get the schedules for the 2021 season? Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated next right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Do want to tell you about the White Hot Putter, uh, the new, uh, if you will, lo- uh, long-time 
historic line of putters that has a new feel to it, the White Hot OG line of putters. White Hot OG is defined by the famous urethane insert that golfers everywhere have come to love. Odyssey created the White Hot putters 20 years ago, igniting a puttering revolution. Guess what? That's the legendary then that's now iconic today. Odyssey, with an almost mythical combination of sound, feel, and roll, have gotten tour players and amateur golfers alike rejoicing in the return of this cherished icon of a putter. The two ball, the Rossi, the number seven, and the rest of the head shapes support that modern upgrade and fine surface milling for an ultra premium look to inspire confidence over the ball. It makes me more confident. Certainly will for you too. Beautiful balance of nostalgia and craftsmanship. You have to see to believe. Again, legendary, then iconic. Now, see the white-hot OG family of putters today at odysseygolf.com. That's odysseygolf.com. Back with Albert Breer here in a moment. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed We've never done this, Mike. Are you ready to do this? You told him about yes. No, you told him about how you you are the Bill Walsh of audio executives. Exactly, yeah. You can't screw these up, okay? Yes. Okay. You want them one at a time. Yeah, right? Here we go. Yep. One at a time. Your favorite catchphrase from the original Predator. Go ahead. Here's one. If it bleeds, we can kill it. All right. That's number one. Here's number two. Okay. Get to the chopper. Okay. Hear them. Yes. I'm just you can't hear them. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. I'm, so I'm, I'm doing this blindfolded. Wait a minute. The sound. Wait a minute. Did no, Bill Walsh not have the volume up? Did the Bill Walsh of sound engineers not have the volume up for the segment? Oh my God. Oh boy. This is not bode well. Can you? Go, do, oh. <laughs> There's a method to his madness. Do you want to try one more time now? Yes. Okay, go. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, man. Here we go. We can kill it. Okay, if it bleeds, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Okay, here's the next one. Get to the chopper! 
Is it a chopper? Mm-hmm. 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 And here's the other one. One ugly mother. Okay, there's that one. Okay. Start bench cut. All right, get to the chopper. It's cut. Because it's only an incidental line, and the only reason we remember it is because he's Austrian. If any other actor on the history of the planet, and by the history of the planet, I mean the States. <laughs> because it's 1987, right? So the only country that exists is the United States of America. Sure. If anybody else said, get to the choppers, it wouldn't have been a line. It wouldn't have been a line. It's only because he's Austrian. Cut. Cut. It's superfluous. Wow. We're going to bench... We're going to bench um, uh, your, your one uh, ugly, ugly MF. Because I, com- I have to be a comedian of integrity who works from the highest point of intelligence. <laughs> we only like that because we were all 16 and he swore. So what you're going to do is you're going to start, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Because, it. because it's a succinct line, it furthers the plot, and it's done in a very naturalistic way. Bleeds. Wow. We can kill it. Very well done. That's mm-hmm. just all right. There we go, that's, guys. Now that's what a talk. Now for everybody else who comes in here on the Rich Eisen show, the we're going to show I'm them. Setting the bar here. We're, we're going to show them this start bench cut because you have raised the bar, Keegan. Setting Michael the bar King. right here. We're going to edit out Del Tufo messing up. We're going to edit that can out. Can you edit that, edit that out? out? No, it, it, it's too it's good. Perfect. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, closing in on 265,000 subscribers on our page every day for our archive. We're here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Uh, rejoining uh, Our audience will be rejoining us in a matter of moments here on our program. For those watching on Peacock, we've been uh, dealing with some lighting issues today. We appreciate your patience with that. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, Sirius XM Odyssey, and this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate that we appreciate having us and uh, always appreciate this man coming on i've known him for quite some time my former colleague with nfl network now doing his due diligence every day as well as some great work for the mmqb sports illustrated's albert breer how you doing albert i'm doing great rich how are you doing? i'm better for talking to you i really am that's a fact <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. No, I mean, wh- why do you guys laugh? I, I, you, you know how I feel that about Albert. It's true. It's absolutely true. No, it's just the way you said it. All right, let's talk Urban Meyer, Albert. What's he doing? What's going on with yep. him right now? What's What's going on with uh with Urban in Jacksonville? Albert. Well, I'll tell you. I think it's an interesting move to to, to go and bring in Tebow, and you know, I I'll be honest. Like, I, I don't know that the upside here is really worth kind of what you're going to go through. Um, you know, I've talked to some former players about this, and you know, I've talked to some people who've worked with Urban, um, and I, and I guess the upside is that you have a messenger for your program now, you know, inside the building, and you have a messenger inside your locker room, and a guy who can kind of tell the players, you know, what Urban expects, and um, you know, help him set a standard. I, like to me, though, the, the problem really is it's twofold. It's number one. You know, does this open the door for every ex-player who's played for Urban who might be in the fringes of the league coming and looking for a job? You know, and then and then number two, um, does he bring a circus with him? Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, I, like, I, my, where I struggle with this, Rich, is he's 33 years old. He's never played the position before. I, I don't think anybody thinks he's going to turn into Tony Gonzalez, right? Like, so, I, like, like, what really are you getting out of this outside of, you know, maybe what you could get with a lower-profile play, player who maybe played for you at Ohio State or Florida. That's a thing. And so, 
Um, and look, there's nothing against Tebow either. Um, you know, I think it's you know it's amazing what he's accomplished. You know, as an athlete, a lot of people didn't think he played quarterback in the NFL. He went to the playoff game. Um, you know, a lot of people laughed at him at the idea of him playing baseball, and I think he represented himself pretty well doing that. So I don't, you know, I don't begrudge him. You know, taking the shot at doing this. Um, you know, because your your body's only young once. But I just, I, 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 I guess I'm sort of failing to see where the real upside is here for Jacksonville in doing this. Well, how about let's let's game it out here, Albert? Because I I don't know about the whole circus aspect of it. That was ten years ago. Number one, there'll be a, there'll be a level of interest. That's for sure. Um, and, you know, uh, let's see how Urban's NFL team looks. It could look a lot like Belichick's, which is like, you may want to make it a circus. It's not going to happen here. You know, good luck. Good luck trying right. to reach Tebow, trying to get to him. He'll be available maybe once, you know, to you. But, you know, um, you know, there won't be a, a, you know, weekly Tebow confab for you in the media. He might place the Belichick velvet ropes around it and suck the life out of a story in the same way that New England does. That could happen. And two, you know Urban, uh, you know better than most. Yeah, he, he's probably like damn straight that the culture actually is important for me to install that yeah. here. I'm going to get somebody here in my first go around in the NFL who's been in the NFL, but is also knows exactly what I'm about. Let him do that, and also on top of it, um, you know, uh, the owners in terms of a circus. It, they, they they were on the AEW man like so uh, I, <laughs> no you know what I mean and 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 yeah no I'm with you <laughs> and 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 they also want to make sure that they're known internationally I I think this works on every possible level that's the way I look at it's, it well it's good it's it's good for business for us for sure um you know I I I I would say that like I think it's a little bit different dynamic um you know where they are geographically. Um, and, you know, being in Foxborough and having so many other stars there and all those pelts on the wall, I think it became a little bit easy. It was a little easier for Belichick to control it. I mean, Rich, they're 90 minutes from Gainesville, I believe, right? I mean, it's going to be a big story. Now, if you want to play devil's advocate of it uh, on it, I think one thing that's sort of interesting, and I think it was Bobby Carpenter who brought this up to me, I mean, it was a really, really interesting idea, was doesn't this take pressure off of Trevor? which I thought was sort of an interesting way of looking at it, like that maybe because Tebow's there, it sort of takes some of the heat off of Trevor, and Trevor can kind of maybe develop in a, in a more conventional environment, you know, as a young quarterback. Yeah. So that was sort of an interesting piece of it. Um, you know, and I do know that, that how, how urban, urban values culture. And so that's, you know, I, I can certainly see where, you know, you would want to, you know, sell the culture if you're him. Um I just, you know, again, like the guy's not going to make the team, Rich, or guys look at him and guys look at it and, and he can't play. I mean, wouldn't you think that that could like hurt from a credibility? Oh, standpoint no question about it. That's the thing you I want to, that's the, the, the last, I guess, cycle of this conversation I want to go through with you, Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, um, is that, you know, uh, there's no guarantee he's going to make the team. Give him a shot. You know what I mean? Like that, it's not like they're signing him to the 53 man roster here, you know, yeah. and, and it's going to cost them money if he doesn't make it. Like I, that's not the deal that correct. That's not the deal that they have with him. And, and, uh, and in terms of pressure, like, you know, no, not to push back against an Ohio state guy uh, who's quoting an Ohio <laughs> state guy who knows the Ohio state guy very well combined. But I mean, 
take pressure off Trevor Lawrence. I don't understand that. What wasn't you know the cover story in your magazine prior to the draft that made so much news about the fact that he doesn't feel pressure, like he's not normal. Yeah, that's true. Where he comes from, like that's true. Now we're co- now we're signing Tim Tebow. I, I just don't think it's a five game dimen- five dimensional level, you know, four D chess here. I, I think that this is this is Urban saying, you know, if you're on the team, uh, it's because I say so. I run this shop here, and I want somebody who knows the culture. Or you know, I'm giving a guy a shot. That's the way I do it. That's the way I've always done it. And uh, I'm a loyal guy to people who are loyal to me. And, you know, and if Tebow makes it, what a great story. And if you tell Shad Khan, we want to sign Tebow, what do you think he's going to do? I'm concerned about the circus. Or or they want to see if he's going to go against Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's see if yeah. Cody Rhodes can yeah. use him. You know I what mean, I mean? Like, the, Honestly, I, mean, like, I think that's the, the way they might be thinking about it. Well, I mean, look, and, you're, and, and, and you know what? You're right. Like, one of the things that, like, I think we sometimes forget, like looking at some of these things in retrospect. I mean, I, I like, yeah, like there was a lot going on in Foxborough, um, you know, when when Tebow was on the roster there oh, yes. um, on the on the ninety man roster. Um, I, obviously, there were a lot of different things going on there, um, you know. But I, I think, like, like, like I, I, I think if you look at that season, I mean, they went to the AFC Championship game. So it's not like, I mean, to me, like that, that was more of like a four week story. Right. And then the, the months to follow, it's like kind of forgotten, you know, even though we all remember it now. And same with the Eagles. Like people, I, I, like, I wonder how many people up there would, out there would be able to tell you that he was even on the Eagles. Yeah, I or, just, you know, by the way, you the, just, training camp and, Albert, you just reminded uh, me of that. You just reminded me of that. I totally forgotten. <laughs> it's on the right, Eagles. Like, so Chip Kelly brought him in in 2015. Right. And yeah, Chip got fired at the end of that year. But was that a factor in him? No, it wasn't a factor in the season. So, right. you know, you're probably right about that. It's a fun thing to talk about in May. But, you know, if he doesn't make the team at the end of August, you know, we're probably not talking about it in October. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, walk me through what you know about Aaron Rodgers, one of the uh, more fascinating parts of your column that came out on Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback was the timeline you have for Rodgers. And what do you know? What can you tell us? What do you got for me? on this front here. Yeah, I still think I still think uh I still think communication is the issue here. Hmm. Um and I think this goes back to the communication before the 2020 draft. And uh, you know, I I think if the Packers had called Aaron a week ahead of time or 5 days ahead of time or even 2 days ahead of time and said, "Hey, look, heads up, we really like the Utah State quarterback. Are we going to take him? I don't know, but I just, we just want to put this on your radar." I think the tone and tenor of this whole thing would be a lot different than it has wound up being because it caught Aaron off guard and because they called him the night of the draft and told him that. So, you know, I I really think communication has been at the heart of the problem all along. And, you know, I, I think rather than sitting down and having a summit over like, okay, like this is how we want to approach the off season This is what we're going to do. And I'm not, advocating for a quarterback to run a team there general managers head coaches are more qualified to do that than quarterbacks but i think just an acknowledgement of who he is for the franchise and bringing him in and saying listen like x y and z here's the plan like just so you know um you know i don't there's any harm in that especially when a guy's you know 38 years old you know it may be different if you're talking about 23 24 year old quarterback Mm -hmm. it's something else when you're talking about a 38 year old quarterback you know and so I honestly don't think there's, there, would, there would have been any harm in any of that. 
Um, so that's the first piece of it, the communication piece. And then I think the second piece is pretty simple. Um, you know, I think Aaron looked around and, you know, after losing that championship game, uh, like he looks at the other three quarterbacks, sees how aggressive the Chiefs have been around Mahomes, sees how aggressive the Bills have been around Allen. Most of all, sees the way that the Bucks have built around Brady and says, I say, and he's saying, I really want that. And I think it's had an effect on a lot of quarterbacks, to be honest with oh, you, Rich. Yes. It's not just that Brady did it and went to Tampa and they built aggressively. It's that it worked. And so, you know, I think your Aaron Rodgers and your Russell Wilsons of the world are now looking around and saying, that's what I'm up against, you know? And I think that that's why you've sort of seen wandering eyes from so many quarterbacks this offseason. And um, so I think you, you add the communication piece to it, um, to, to, to the whole team-building aspect and being aggressive and mortgaging contracts and doing what you can to win right now. I think you add those two things together, and I think you get to where the discontent is. And I think if they're going to uh, fix it, the communication is going to be key over the next eight weeks. I don't think the minicamp's a big deal. I think where the rubber meets the road really is the start of training camp. No doubt. I agree with you there, Albert. So what, what, what is the issue? I mean, we had Peter King on yesterday. You're, you're, uh, you succeeded yep. him in the MMQB, um, and he says it's not about the contract. It's about something else. Devontae Adams, who succeeded you on the radio show, TV show, known as The Herd on Colin, with Colin Cowherd yesterday, saying that uh, there's some things that they're that he, he, he's been wanting from the front office or something along those lines. What is it? What is the it here that's at, at play? I, Best you can tell. I think it's I, – I, I, I think it's I think it's being all in to win right now, um, and I think it's sort of the same thing, you know, like the in a certain way that Favre ran into in two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, where the Packers have done some done, done things away. I mean, really going back to the beginning of Ron Wolf. So we're talking about nineteen ninety one, and to their credit, it's worked for them. They've been a consistent contender for you know thirty years doing it this way, um, you know, and I I I, I think a. But, you know, you, you look at it and it works and that's fine for most players. But if you're a quarterback in the twilight of his career and you say, okay, I've got two or three more shots left at this and, you know, you see what you're up against. And again, you look over at Tampa and they're doing the opposite. They're mortgaging every contract. They're basically saying, we don't care what happens in 2023. We've got Tom Brady right now and we're looking to build around Tom Brady right now and win championships right now. And we'll worry about that when we get to it. You know, you can understand where, like, I think for Aaron, it's a little bit like, like, that's what I want. Like, I want somebody to build around me that way. And I'll give you this little kind of nugget here. Go for there's it. There's a trigger in his contract that there's a trigger in his contract. They don't have to ask permission. They can just do it. All they have to do is pull the trigger and they can turn um, basically $13 million on his base salary into a signing bonus. That would save them $9 million off the cap. They can do that today if they want. They could have done that three months ago. They never did it, Rich. And the fact that that didn't happen, I think it's a kind of an interesting detail in this whole thing because that's exactly how the Bucks have made this work in building around Brady. They've continued to mortgage contracts. How much have you heard from Tampa about dummy years, right, and pushing money forward? And, like, I think the Packers – Again, like it's hard to criticize a team building philosophy because it's worked for thirty years. But I think the Packers, you know, kind of, I, I guess, I guess, feeling we have to do it this way, and this is the way that we've always done it, and not bending to adjust for Aaron Rodgers' age is is a huge part of this. And then you add it to the fact that you know, again, you go back to Jordan Love 
being picked in the first round and Aaron Rodgers saying, well, that could have been somebody to help me. And, you know, that guy is never going to help me win a championship. And I think you get to where, where, where you need to be as far as why this is where it is. Well, and then, you know, we had Jason Light on yesterday, Albert, um, and I try to pick his brain as best I could with whatever he could share with me about, you know, his relationship with Brady. And, you know, as you know, interviewing general managers as long as you have – Asking a question like that of somebody on live TV and radio is fraught a bit because, you know, it could be construed as, well, I'm, I'm handing the keys to the store over to Brady and letting him be the general manager. It could right. be viewed that way. He, he was very honest. He was saying, like, for instance, with Gio Bernard, he said they were thinking of signing him. He texted Brady. He said, hey, you know, I'm thinking of signing Gio Bernard. And he got a text right back from Brady saying, great, love that guy. So he kind of did run it up the flagpole, and it does make sense to do that because if I'm building a team right here for my show, you're building a team for your world and you're generating your content, Albert. You're going to reach out to people and say, I'm thinking hire this person. What do you think? You know, because if they're valuable to you, it kind of does make sense, and it doesn't seem like Rodgers is getting that. And it's interesting. What Can you, again, just what about that nugget about his contract? How does that inform the relationship in a way that they they, right. they could have done that and then use that money to actually build around him now and they chose not to do it because they don't like mortgaging right. the future is that what you're saying is that what it is yeah, that you're so saying? if you look at Brady, if you look at Brady's contract Brady's contract's mortgage to the hill like they're going to have to there's going to be a bill waiting for the bucks whenever Brady walks out the door and they're fine with it you know and then you look at some of their other contracts um you know and Dominican Sue's new contract uh, Rob Gronkowski's new con- contract, Levante David's new contract, all these guys that they brought back, right? Yes. Um, to kind of bring the band back together. All of those contracts are mortgaged as well. Well, why are they mortgaged? Because that's the only way that they can make everybody, that's the only way that they can make everybody happy financially and keep everybody in house. And eventually, it's like credit card. It's, you know, like all of that's going to come due at some point. And the Packers just, as a rule, haven't done that. Uh, they've always had very clean contracts. Um, you know, and, and I, the reason why I think that trigger is an interesting detail is not only will the Packers not do it with other people's contracts, they won't do it. They're not doing it with Aaron's contract. You know what I mean? Like the guy who would want you to do that with his contract, they're not doing it with his contract. And so it's just it's two different team-building philosophies. And, you know, if you're 25 years old or 30 years old, and you're Aaron Rodgers, then you know maybe you're okay with the Packers building that way. But again, if you look at it, you say we may only have two or three more shots at this. Well, you know, then you know I'm thinking, you know, Aaron's probably thinking, like, I know I, I want you to, to to mortgage every contract on this roster, yeah. so we can fit as many good people in here as we possibly can. So how's that quote unquote fixable? As uh, my colleague James Jones has pointed out, or John Kuhn has said publicly and we're we're using those words to try and inform us about whether this is in fact a fixable problem between Rodgers and the front office free agency's already history i mean and then we heard about that the conversation right. that Rodgers did not personally uh restructure his contract um it, was it made to was that something that Rodgers might be kind of uh uh disturbed with it being termed that way when they could have already triggered this thing anyway and they come to him asking him for a restructure. Is that is that? Yeah, also I mean they something? don't need to. I mean, like I said, like all they got to do is press that button, Rich. You know what I mean? Like all they got to do is press that button, and, and and the contract's restructured. So 
you know, again, they've got like the uh, they've got the negotiated right to do that, and they haven't done it. And uh, you know, fixable. Yeah, I, I think so. So here's the way I look at it. Yes. You know, I had a conversation with Aaron Rodgers about this a couple years ago, okay. and you know, we talked about him falling in the draft, and you know, he said that doesn't really motivate him anymore. It's like it's hard when you've had the success that he's had for that to motivate you anymore. So his new motivation, uh, you know, he said was, I'm going to play as long. I'm going to see how long I keep playing at this level. And he actually bought Tom Brady's book, like the TB 12 method hmm. and adopted some of the principles there. And so, you know, I think like to me, like what would be an intelligent appeal would be to go to Aaron Rodgers and say, listen, like we want you back here. We think we've got a championship team right now. We've got a lot of guys on the roster who are in the heart of their prime. We feel the need to win right now. So the ship has sort of sailed on this offseason, so there's nothing we can do right now. Let's give it a go with the team that we have, and then we promise you that if you want to, you want to keep playing, and you're 38 now, you want to keep playing in your 40s like Brady did, we will start to do some of the things that the Buccaneers have done for Brady. If they can do that, open up the lines of communication, I, I think there's a path there. But I, I don't think it's going to happen without a little give, and it's not just the contract. The contract's a part of it, of course. You know, and I think giving him the assurance of the quarterback for the foreseeable future, that, of course, is a part of it. But I think also, you know, giving a little bit on the way you build a team, I think would probably go a long way with him. So the Bucks and the way that they're doing it with Brady and being successful, ultimately successful at it, is just messing with the, the greater scheme of things, certainly in Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not just that, Seattle. What about what about Russell Wilson? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like, and 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 I don't think that like I don't that's necessarily an issue that's going to go away next year. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it's and and I guess you can trace some of it back to LeBron and the super teams, right? Like, there's just you know I think athletes are more cognizant of what's going on around them than ever before, and the fact that the Bucks built this way and it worked again that's the key to it, and it worked is a huge thing because now you know I think quarterbacks are going to look at it and say. I know what sort of leverage I have. I'm quasi-management as it is. If you're a franchise quarterback, that's what you are. And I just, you know, the way I see it is, you know, like, I don't, I think this is the beginning, not the end of these things starting to happen. The beginning, not the end of these things happening with franchise quarterbacks. Albert, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. You're, you're awesome. Thanks for the time. And let's, uh, let's chat again real soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate the insight right there. At Albert Breer on Twitter, at Albert underscore Breer on Instagram. And, of course, check him out on the MMQB. So, based on what he just said there about mortgaging the future, it's like a credit card, right? They're putting it on credit. At some point, the bill will come due. So, if, you know, things are, as we all know, in Florida... Um, they go in a certain way and Brady does some indoor dining with his quarterbacks and he gets up and leaves Kyle Trask to pay the bill. Mm -hmm. Kyle should get used to that sensation (laughs) because guess who's going to be the quarterback when that credit card bill that Albert just mentioned comes due. Get used to it, Kyle. But That's for another day, and that's what Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and other quarterbacks are thinking. That's another day. This is the day for me. Do it. Do it. 
Lots to unpack right there and unpack it a little bit more before we get to Mike Breen and Bomani Jones in our number three, 844 rich number to all. Fascinating talk right there. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. One thing I, I love about you, Steve, is when you host Family Feud, you get a, you you realize that there's a moment that is happening, and you make a meal out of it. Like you as a host, no, we got to stop here, and we have to acknowledge just how insane this moment just is yeah. right now. And one of my favorite ones, just like that, involves Stefan Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings when he was playing for the Fast Money, and it was Leave It Blank, and he said, "In." And the whole place <laughs> went absolutely nuts. And you just stepped away. Yeah. And just made an absolute five-course meal out of that. Because we have to drink this moment. Yeah. See, sir, I don't see Stefan Diggs. Look, man, <laughs> if you got your helmet on you, your number, we all know who you are. Once he takes the helmet off, right. we got to kind of figure who that is. So he didn't have his helmet on. I wanted him to be YouTube famous for the rest of his life. Because what's great, man, are these, you know, we do a lot of NFL, NBA shows on Family Feud for celebrity. Right. It's great, man, when regular people discover that celebrities don't know nothing. <laughs> they don't. You think because a person is famous, they know more. They actually know less. Yeah. They know less than anybody else because they're exposed to less. Rich people don't know how much milk costs. You get out of touch, man. And when they come on Celebrity Family Feud, you find out how out of touch they are. They don't know anything, man. Like, one of the questions for the NFL team was, yeah. and we were asking guy running back for the Packers, uh, can't think of his name, but the question was, complete the sentence. Strip. And you spoke, you know, like strip mall, strip, strip poker, strip sack, strip sack. I said, name, complete the word strip. He said, per. <laughs> <laughs> strip per. I went, hold on, man. I quit breathing. <laughs> How is that your point of reference to complete the word strip? Per. P-E-R. That was it. I was done. That was one of my great moments. And he, again, you just walk away and you just, you realize that in the moment, like, okay, this is it. And I'm going to let this thing go. Hey, after the I show, he asked me, he said, Steve, is there any way we can edit that out? <laughs> I said, sir, 
We're not editing that out. Matter of fact, we're going to embellish it. <laughs> You're going to say purr so loud. Purr. Purr. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our entire archive. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here uh, to have a conversation with us. I'm so, that, that was such an insight when he just dropped that nugget. The nugget Albert Breer just dropped here unlocks for me this mystery. It's kind of like, you know, Scooby-Doo. We just pulled the mask <laughs> off. <laughs> Those meddling kids just pulled the mask off and we yeah, found we out, oh, it. it was Gutekunst all along. Right. You know, and so, exactly. you know, that's kind of what we just heard from Albert. If you just missed it, Albert from the MMQB said that the Packers at any point, they don't even need Aaron's permission. They could convert salary into signing bonus on the spot. What is it, 13 million? And and thus utilize the cap space. But what that does is it pushes more cap ramifications down the road and the Packers do what we all attempt to do in our lives is to have as least amount of debt for down the road. You try to be debt free. Trying. You know, as we're doing this show now uh, for over a year since uh, since our, our previous iteration and me now I'm running the company, if you will, I try to be debt free, you know, try to be debt free, try to pay, pay your credit cards on time, right? You don't want to pay, you don't want to push it down the road. You don't do that. That's the Packers don't want to, and, and Rogers is kind of like, yeah, you do. And in terms of it's not a contract for him to force Jordan Love elsewhere, even though that might be what started this thing or put it in a different bad spot than it was, made it worse, and that it's not about a contract. As as Peter King said, it's not about a contract. It's about winning now in Green Bay and Devontae Adams saying on the TV show, radio show known as The Herd, you like that, Chris, don't you? <laughs> that, well, I mean, you know, just trying to be courteous. And Devontae Adams saying that the, he wants things from the front office, right? And he's behind him 100%. What would make sense on all of that? What makes sense on all of that is you're not attempting to win now by mortgaging my future, right, and your future together. You're not willing to mortgage your future past me to win now with me, to go get this, to go get that, to pay this guy, pay that guy, pay my guys. Make sure they're happy, not going anywhere. Go get that guy in free agency. You can do that. Do it. You could do that. You don't even need my permission. But instead, it gets out that I didn't restructure a contract. You think that would piss off Aaron Rodgers? What do you think? Yep. Certainly, if he's seen what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do. Albert just pointed out Levante David's deal, Ndamukong Kinsu's deal, Tom Brady's deal, for instance, are all what Aaron wants to have done to keep his band together 
Do you think he's pissed that Corey Lindsley wound up somewhere else? Do you think he's pissed about that? Quarterback and center? You could have converted this, that, the other thing. Let's keep my keep the guys together. Look what they're doing in Tampa. They just won a Super Bowl. They're keeping everyone together mm-hmm. because they're not caring about the future and their balance sheet and their ledger. Doesn't that make doesn't that make sense of all of it? For the first time, and here I am saying he wants Jordan Love gone. Maybe he does. Or maybe it's just like, hey, guess what? You want to play it both sides, the both 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 ways? Nah, I'll do it, it but you've got to yeah. like do it like now. Right. Like what are you doing to win in 2021? And if I win an MVP award again, and what are you going to do in 2022? Let's keep everybody together. Let's go get more. Let's go do what they're doing for Tom Brady, and he just showed up there. I've been here 16 years. Doesn't that make sense? Where it's not about a contract, it's not about Jordan Love, it's about, and he's not telling them, you know, you must get this guy, you must get that guy. How about just doing what other teams are doing? (laughs) And you don't want to mortgage your balance sheet? Really? You're not... You're worried about putting more debt on the sheet when I'm not here as opposed to it's more important to make sure you're debt-free for the future because that's the way you do it than to get maybe into cap trouble. How about one time you get into cap trouble (laughs) for me? (laughs) How about you just throw that out? I know it's it's been great, but guess what? You won once with Favre and you've only won once with me. What's that gotten you? It's gotten you... One Super Bowl appearance and win with me, and it's gotten you two Super Bowl appearances, but one win with Favre. That's it. Title Town, my ass. If this is the way you're going to be, this makes total sense. I've seen the light, which is not great for today. No, no, not great for today. But you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. This makes total sense. How do you fix it for this year, though? Yeah, this year, that, that's the way it's gone, Aaron. But do it again one more time. We promise you we will start mortgaging <laughs> the future. And he's probably like, yeah, right. Sure. That's why it's 5%, 2% getting back. That's why a contract might not fix it all just for him. So you're overpaying me, but what about the other people to win around me? And the Jordan Love aspect of it is just another instance of them not doing what's right for now. Huh. How about that? Mike Breen and Bomani Jones coming up in hour number three of the program. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know what to say other than the fact that I think we've stumbled upon this thing here. That's what I love doing about this show is that we'll just keep getting guests on and guests on and guests on and we'll get this nugget here. We'll get that nugget here, that perspective here, that perspective here, and put it all together for you, our viewer and listener, to try and be smarter and glean what's going on and understand. And also, I'll tell you, I I understand. I just tell what I hear, Mm -hmm. you know, what I hear is, again, the Jordan Love thing really did piss him off. But he did say he was at peace with himself, and it wasn't that. Well, that's what he told well, us. Well, then maybe yeah. what it is is he's not at peace with the way that they're, they they run their balance sheet. And that makes sense that Devontae Adams like, yeah, I'm behind 100%, because that means he wins now, right? Yeah. And you don't have to mortgage the whole entire farm. How about just a little piece? 
How about a little piece just for my center? And the wide receivers. I yeah, like. Jay Kumaro. Yeah. Yeah, that the Jake Kumaro thing doesn't fit into that, but it does part of the well. It, it does. doesn't. And, well, it does, not in terms well, of mortgaging the future, but in right. terms of you know getting people that he's comfortable with, exactly, right? or keeping people he's comfortable with. Well, they did pay Aaron Jones. They did. They did. Which I was a little surprised at. Well, especially with AJ Dillon, a guy you drafted. Please behind. come on. How do you want to say you want to win with Aaron Rodgers and then tell some dynamic kid who does all the things right? Yeah. And at least it didn't give him the kiss of death that Rodgers apparently thinks he has every time he publicly says how much he likes somebody. Because yeah. in the conversation we replayed earlier in the week where he said he was at peace with himself and the franchise, in that very same conversation, I did ask him his thoughts on Aaron Jones, and he was glowing, as well he should, in his assessment. And they got a defensive back in the first round, but if that kid gives him a, a short field, that works. Anything better than another quarterback, <laughs> you know, and then they did go two offensive linemen around a wide receiver who's got a Randall Cobb comp in Amari Rogers. Hey, Rogers. So that was a nice rounds two through four wet kiss in the direction of Malibu. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Breen and Bomani Jones and you, our number three. <laughs> well done, guys. The lights are over, too. Yes. 